Warning. Mm -hmm. The hosts of this program are not broadcast professionals. They have no idea what they're doing. They are bad at this. One of them uses swear words. A lot. All complaints about this show are correct. You have been warned. This is your last chance to download a real podcast. Okay, you asked for it. Here are Patrick Scartelli and Iron Mike Irons. This is Entitled Town. Thank you very much, Not Al. This is uh, almost the podcast. Uh, you can probably tell uh, Al is septum deep in some turkey leftovers uh, on, over the stove. So Scarty's pinch hitting today. Um, Mr. Scartelli, how are you? Oh, you know, by the, uh, by the blackened wall, I do it all. I think I've gone to heaven. Some would, some would say you might be the Mark Bellhorn of the podcast. You can do everything in a pinch. Um, exactly. I'd, like to introduce, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. Um, this is basically Bruce Allen's worst nightmare over the Boston Sports Media Watch message board. Um, we're welcoming in uh, Carlos in the Merrimack Valley. He's going to be joining us for um, the second Entitled Town this week. Carlos, welcome to Entitled Town. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, let's, let's start off right away. Um, I guess we're on the back end of the week. We just, I feel like I should issue an apology to Cam Newton after watching Andy Dalton's performance today. But <laughs> so um, just to kind of wrap it up, I've, I've had my say, um, Carlos, uh, what, what were your impressions of Cam and the Patriots um, losing in Houston last week? It's like they expected to win and they treated it as it was going to be a win and they lost. I mean, it's kind of frustrating with Newton. I mean, he's had, he's missed the last chunk of the previous two seasons to injuries, but it's like, I don't know. It's like he's 6'5 and he has like this, like, what was it? Was a, the best description I heard of it was like a sundial throw. It's like, He's so elite at batting down passes, he batted down one of his own on Sunday. I was very impressed by that. Scarts, yeah. you, want, you want to put a bow on um, the Houston game? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm, I've got to, you know, got to back up what Carlos is saying there. To, to borrow one of uh, Tommy's phrases there, that they felt like it just rolled their helmets out there and win. And that just doesn't happen nowadays. The tackling was yeah. – I don't think they did anything well Sunday. They didn't run the ball well. I mean, Newton threw for – listen, I've, I've been over this. Newton threw for a boatload of yards. They only scored 20 points. They tackled like shit. Um, Deshaun Watson's just next level good. As I mentioned with Dave, he's – watching him today, I mean, he's far and away the best quarterback um, that played on Thanksgiving. That's damning with faint praise, but it is what it is. But he certainly was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so – Arizona Sunday, um, I don't know what to think. I, ju I just don't know what to think anymore. It's um, Help me out here. It's, you guys are smarter than I am. Help me out. I mean, Cardinals are a good team. The NFC West is probably the best division in football. Um, well, it looks like Larry Fitz might be out with the uh, COVID, unless uh, it was a is. false positive. No, he yeah. is. And we just saw, I, I don't know if you guys just came across the line. This is kind of unrelated. Lamar Jackson just came down with it. It's just the way they th do things, do business down in Baltimore. It's continuing pattern of behavior. You know, let your players get COVID, bitch. By God, don't step in their logo. Exactly. 
Harbaugh's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the, I mean, listen, the guys, you know, I had a, a, a local Seattle guy on and I, I made the, the assertion that Pete Carroll is probably the second best coach in football, but you kind of begrudgingly, both Harbaugh and Tomlin probably have to be in the discussion. So, um, so Houston's over. They're on to Arizona this week. Um, there's, there's not a lot that we can offer that probably hasn't been said. However, um, I want to, in the spirit of the day, we're recording on Thanksgiving evening. Rob Bradford from uh, sinkingship.com over at WEI today mm-hmm. tweeted, um, I, I think we have to give our thoughts, prayers, and appreciations and maybe put your hands over your heart as I read Bradford's self-congratulatory tweet today. Today's sports writers everywhere have Thanksgiving meals with their families for the first time in their professional lives. So there's that. Thank you for your service. Scarties, am I off base here in saying that's the most self-serving, congratulatory, back-slapping tweet that I've read in the last 25 minutes? I can't believe sports writers made it about themselves. It's it's really kind of tough to believe. (sighs) But, you know, I'm, I'm... very happy for them. If, if there's one group of individuals that I should be happy for, I suppose it's them. It should be. I thought that um, there's a Ann Myas on Twitter responded to Bradford saying that, quote, people like you think fans care about the media they are like a, because they like a sports team. I despise the media because like you, like you don't get it, it's 2020 and not 1978 where fans needed the media because of available information. All you are, and this is, I can't hammer this point home enough i'll finish ann's tweet this is i want to you know chisel this one in my gravestone all you are is a paid spokesman for whoever feeds you information chef's kiss (laughs) that's pretty good she's she's worth a follow she is worth a follow um carl did you read bradford's tweet today yes i did did you thank him for his service yeah no i didn't (laughs) it's like this it's like 90% of the Boston sports media, their self-importance is off the charts. I don't get it. And they, as much as they have the self-importance, it's in, it's a lack of self-awareness. It's like a lot of self-importance and not a lack of self-awareness. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. You know, I think they've, I think a, a, a lot of them have conflated the success of the teams um, with, with their own success. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I, I've made this point before when I've been on with Scartsy, you know, there's a huge portion of the a Boston sports media specifically, but not exclusively, uh, the radio I'm referring to in this point, where you have Lou Maloney doing his low-rent Felger impression on WEI, deriding the Patriots, not realizing that he's rooting for his – I mean, his demise is probably oh, yeah. imminent anyway, but they're actually rooting for their own irrelevance. I, I really don't understand yeah. it. Like I said, it, lack of self-awareness. No, it's true. It's, it's the only thing – I'm going to make a – it's not an entitled It was town. originally supposed to be Felger – and Maloney, but W-E-E-I, quote, won the bidding war. No, I think it's, you know, ultimately, 
Sports Hub actually caught a break on that because I don't think you can have two people in one studio due to hazmat laws with that much hair dye on at the same time because it's, it's a flammable nightmare. The fire department wouldn't have to shut the studios down. <laughs> exactly. It's worse than the, uh, you know, worse than the turkey uh, public service announcements they run this time of year. Well, I give, they, uh, in the spirit of Eddie Edelman, I'll give, I'll give Rob Bradford's tweet four gobbles. <laughs> I want to I want to pivot next. Um, the Gordon Hayward stuff. The three of us all are Celtics fans. The Gordon sure. Hayward. What's happened over the last week or t- uh, week or ten days after Hayward opted out, they extended the deadline. Um, he signed with, or he has an agreement with. I don't think anything's finalized or signed yet um, with the Charlotte Bobcats. A uh, Hornets, Hornets, Charlotte <laughs> Hornets, Hornets. I knew it's shit. I knew I was going to do that. Um, there's been a lot of hand-wringing and let's be honest a lot of shoe pissing going on out there um a lot of i mean again with going back to merloni what he's saying and i'm listening well i'm shouldn't say that i'm listening i'm getting the clips of what he's saying you know basically what he's saying is screaming look at me like a child in the corner looking for negative attention but what am i missing he signed with charlotte he didn't want to play but he didn't sign with indiana it's coming out now a little bit that Danny didn't like Miles Turner anyway. So why are these people throwing a temper tantrum, including the media? I know Carlos has a a hard-on for Bill Simmons uh, having a hard-on with the Celtics, but let me start with you, Scott. Say, what am I missing? What am I missing with the Hayward thing? You're missing that Danny was supposed to uh, get get the Pacers to sign him, no matter what. I'm not quite sure how he was supposed to do that, and the fact that uh, Charlotte wanted to – back the proverbial Brinks truck up. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, they're, it's, apparently, it's they're agency, apparently not still working. Yeah. Right. They're working on some kind of, uh, what is it? Uh, sign and trade. Yeah. They're gonna get thing. A, hopefully they'll get I, a trade exception. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to be a hundred percent, uh, you know, transparent here. I don't a hundred percent understand all the, uh, all the NBA trade terms. Uh, I do know that max contract. That's because that's for, because Cedric Maxwell, right? Something like that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know and there are it, bird rights, and that actually is Larry. That is that is actually right. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, what what are we? What am I missing? John uh, Scarzi's already told me what I'm missing, but uh, would you like to add on what I'm missing? No, I Charlotte overpaid for him. the Celtics. weren't going to pay that much. It's like with with Horford, you know, Philly overpaid for him, and then they had to get rid of him and sacrifice a future first round pick. I mean, it's like, oh no, you know, Ainge treats them as assets, not as people as Simmons said, but you know. I love the talk that Boston- And Al left because he got overpaid. Gordon got left because he got overpaid. And last year, they signed a free agent in Kemba Walker. I mean, what are we doing here? I don't understand. I think I think Simmons might have had some inside, you know, inside contact with the Celtics that got cut off. And it's like that's why he's like, you know, trashing age now. It's like, look at my look at um Lamar Odom after he got traded. From the Lakers, it said after he got traded that, it's like it led to his downfall. He got, he wanted to stay, but, you know, they traded him away and he got like addicted to drugs and 
and stuff. It's like, you know, age is no different from any other GM. They're, they're looking to get better. And it's like, oh, you know, he doesn't treat him. He doesn't treat the p- people as play as person. He treats them as asset. It, it's how is he any different from most any other GM? Hold I, on, I, Carl. Are, I don't are know actually, what we're doing here. Are Are you actually accusing California Bill of going full Manish Meta on us by getting the knives out and sharpening them in public? Oh, yes, definitely. And I will say this: I met him like about twenty years ago. And he was a cool guy. I talked to him. It's like, it's He's like a he, he, he became what he used to rail again, a lazy, ill-informed sports writer. He became what he used to hate. He's become what he used to love. That's, that's not yeah. far. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You guys follow this Manish Meta stuff. Oh, how can you not? He's the, uh, he's the he's Patriots beat writer for uh, the Daily News. <laughs> he is. Where would, where would uh, hand to God, where would Manish fit? Think about the largely terrible coverage of the Patriots. Would Manish even crack the top three? Like mm-hmm. if, he was, if he was a Boston media member, would he crack the top three worst? Well, who is it? It's, it's Volan, Bedard, and who's the third? Yes. I mean, you can throw a blanket largely over a lot of them. Um, you know, I'll single out, I mean, listen, it's water is wet. Reese and Howe do the work. I mean, the mm-hmm. rest of them, I mean, dear God, Scartsy is, I mean, the meta thing. I mean, Woody, I mean, he, listen, he would fit in perfectly at NBC Sports Boston. Just slide him into the football Tomasi role. Tomasi's on baseball. Move him right in there. It's, he, would, he would fit right in at that cesspool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure Tomasi would view it as a uh, promotion. Yeah, you talk about falling up. More failing up. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of writers that still like Tomasi, but it seems like now everyone hates Meta. Well, I find it interesting that it come out. Shalise Manzi Young, former Globy, tweeted today, um, or excuse me, on Thanksgiving, while saying happy Thanksgiving to all, today's the day folks are finally revealing what a massive POS Manish Meta is. Where were you before this? Stuff that came out today, him threatening bloggers and people who write for websites. To, to, what's he going to do, blackball them from the New York Daily News? I mean, what, they're not going to get their, their uh, lottery numbers and, and um, Kardashian updates? What a loss for the culture. Uh, apparently, he's got some, you know, there's always someone lower than you that you can uh, you know, bother. And I guess that's what uh, he was known for. That's unbelievable. What's the old, I don't know who said it, Scartsy, but um, mm-hmm. I believe it might've been somebody, an actor in the sixties about, you see the same people on the way up the ladder as you do on the way down. It's, that sounds about, like uh, Robert Evans, if I'm going to uh, hazard a guess. But wasn't Shakespeare? It, Shakespeare may have said it first and better, but I think uh, it's uh, Robert Evans, uh, impresario, uh, producer, child actor, I think too. But now we're, now we're getting very far afield. Billy Shakespeare, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. To hit on, oh, yeah. Where are we going? Well, I wanted to hit on next. Uh, I, I guess this is kind of looping back. A um, couple of good points were made to the Entitled Town uh, Twitter account over the last couple of days where Dave and I, I, I think we kind of fell victim to the, to the shiny toy, the shiny bauble in front of us. And we probably spent way too much time talking about Cam Newton. 
um, on the last pa- last podcast. So I want to pivot to this. Uh, Greg Rosenthal, national NFL writer, and he's echoed the sentiments of um, several local people, most notably for me at least, uh, the, your arch rivals there, Scartsy, the Pat's Pulpit people. Uh, I think his name's Brian Phillips has been hammering that Newton is the answer long-term for the Patriots. And I would go to my grave taking the opposite view. But Greg Rosenthal tweeted, the Patriots have gone from first to dead last in defensive DVOA and Cam Newton making $1 million is still getting blamed for the season. Are we being unfair to Newton? Am I being unfair to Newton? Scarzi, you go first. I think there's an awful lot of bending over backwards trying to be exquisitely fair to him, I think, because we, we don't, we don't know exactly what we've got with him. Still, we're halfway through the season. If, if every ball had bounced the correct way, maybe, maybe we're seven and three right now. Maybe, maybe we're not talking about ourselves. Maybe we're not saying we, like I just did. And I'm going to go outside and slap myself in the face after this. Take a lap. I'm going to take a lap after this for saying we, because I, I really have very little to do with the, uh, the, you know, day-to-day operations down there in Foxborough with the, with the way they do things. But if everything had gone right, I think things would be different, obviously, but things have not gone a hundred percent. Right. It's uh He's he, he's doing just enough to lose, you know, in a frustrating fashion. And this is not something we're used to. Not something we are used to at all. Yeah, 100%. Um, Carl, let me ask you, am I suffering from PTCSS? That's post, post-traumatic cerebral statue syndrome? Mm. Pat, Pat, what Pat, is that? boom. Oh, Pat, Pat. Oh, blood soap. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Cam's, he's, in most most cases, he's been better than that. But it's it's kind of frustrating, you know? It's like he's done great things, but he's also done bad things that put the defense in a bad position. But That's where we need to go on this, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. They are last in defensive DVOA. They were mm-hmm. dreadful Sunday. Listen, Watson's a terrific player. Um. I made the point that I think they're simultaneously on defense. They're too young and also perhaps too old. The McCourty, the McCourty twins, yeah. wonderful players on the backside. Um, I love the McCourties. But, but the, the I, defensive secondary is supposed to be the done. strength of the team, and they weren't good. They, haven't, they weren't good Sunday. It's, it is what it is. And with Gilmore, it's like it's rare that a, a defensive back is defensive player of the year. So, you know, if he's like – a little bit less than that, it's it's kind of like, you know, you think it's bad, but, you know, he's still very good, but, you know. But look what's out there. Like like, said, we just saw it today, right? Players, usually defensive players of the years are like linemen or linebackers. I mean, you don't see many defensive backs. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's – as- it's a low-hanging fruit kind of thing. Uh, Gilmore had a ton of interceptions last year. His numbers were eye, uh, just eye-popping off the charts. Sure. Gilmore is not the problem with the team. Um, is it a fake season? I don't know. It's, um, it certainly feels strange. And the knee injury. So, you know, he's not going to come back at 100% the last game. So, you got to give him time, I think. I think so. Sure. Uh, but uh, but going ahead, into uh, Sunday's game here, I, 
I don't think many of us uh, gave them much of a chance to do anything against Baltimore, and they surprised us in, you know, terrible mm-hmm. weather. And they mm-hmm. maybe they just uh, needed to – Needed a better game plan for against uh, against Houston there, but oh. yeah, we shall see how they how they're set up for uh, for Arizona, which is which is a which is a good team. They uh, I believe the yeah, they they do a lot of things well. They do do a lot of things they well. Do. do you think going back course. to Baltimore? Going back to Baltimore. Sorry to step on you there, Carl. Do you think that the Baltimore media is screeching about a blueprint to stop Lamar Jackson? No. <laughs> Okay. No, I don't think they well, do. I, it is, it is, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost, it's almost endearing when I see, you know, when I see other sports writers, you know, actually who seem to enjoy covering their team. It's kind of stark, isn't it? It's, 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 you know, rooting for the teams that we root for. And it's most, it's certainly most virulent with the Patriots. I don't think the same stuff happens. Um, with the Bruins for certain, certainly not the Celtics. And the Red Sox are owned by the mm. Red Sox Rooters Gazette that used to be over in Marcy Boulevard. It's, mm. it's unique. It's, I, it's, it's, it'd be a fascinating psychological uh, – let's delve into that next week. But um, to, just to delve into the psyche of the collective sports writers, Dave made the point <laughs> on Tuesday, and I don't think he's wrong, that there's an unspoken agreement that they all think alike and they don't challenge each other. Um, and I made the point is I think he's I think he's onto something there because Jeff Howe has been a target for some of the radio stations, and Mike Reese is derided as what is it Kraft's fifth son? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, some, something along those lines. Yeah, he's been that for years. All right, so they're so just to circle back to the Cardinals, they are 13th in points against uh, their defense against the run so far this year has been bad. Houston's was bad too. Um, they're 26th. Um, against the run they rank let's see where are they against the pass there hmm. as you guys know i've had trouble reading spreadsheets in the past but uh, the cardinal defense is decidedly middle of the pack they give up four a little over four and a half yards of carry so um there was a mike reese actually had made the point on sunday there were a lot of questions asked as to why he didn't see a lot of damian harris after the first couple of drives <laughs> reese made the point in his, uh, he has a notes column. He does a Apple Notes thing that he posts a couple of days after he's actually watched film of the game. Um, I'll I'll bite my tongue to make a almost a coach joke there, but he made the point <laughs> that Harris was taken out because he struggled in, in blitz pickup. Hmm. Well, that uh, actually that actually makes sense, and it, it, it answers a question that a lot of us are asking. No, it's I agree, and it. it any team that doesn't blitz the absolute bejesus out of Newton, it's it's probably malfeasances on their part because, ugh, that last play. I mean, I'm sure remotes were thrown all over New England when he wound up almost getting away. Just ugh, oh, the last play on the last viable drive. I'm not talking about uh, the hail mary. Right. Yeah. I know that's a that's really <laughs> all you have to say after that game is just. Ugh. Well, Scratchy, hey. what, what else you got? You want to hit on anything else? Oh, sure. I think we should discuss uh, the uh, the late and definitely lamented Tommy Heinsohn. We didn't get a chance to speak about him uh, <laughs> since his uh, since his passing, and uh, we were talking about how the sports writers all are, you know, 
I'll have a negative uh, negative vibe about them, and I'm going with uh, going with our friend John, who you may have been thinking of when you uh, called me John on this, because I'm Scartsy. John at uh, Pain Doesn't Hurt, Pain Didn't Hurt, had this to say about him. Tommy was our antidote to Boston sports media's toxic objectivity. What a loss. Correct. And and I that that is that is right on target. That's that's that that's like uh that's like Tommy's hook shot. It didn't miss. Yeah. It's the truest statement ever. I I I find myself I'm of a I think we're all of a, a, a general age, and I made this point on Tuesday, was that we grew up uh, with, um, with Gorman and Heinsohn doing the play-by-play mm-hmm. for the best basketball team that you know, my eyes have ever seen. Uh, Ned Martin was doing the games, uh, Red Sox games, on TV 38 back in the day. He was fantastic. Um, Fred Cusick did the games uh, for the Bruins on television. He was, a, a, I mean, as good as it gets and the late great Gil Santos. And, and maybe it's unfair to compare Tommy Heinsohn to the, the sainted knights of the keyboard, but he was indeed the antidote um, to everything that, that ills us. And it was just a, a joyfulness. And, and I don't want to get too deep into the woods about the, the, the meteor in the Northwest. And maybe it's an East Coast, West Coast thing, but there is there's a certain joy that permeates, you know, sports radio here. I mean, they're in the tank for the Seahawks like you wouldn't believe, but it's, it's just, even when they lose, and they threw a stinker up a couple of weeks ago in Buffalo when they got shelled, it's just, it's not toxic. It's, you know, it's honest. It's not toxic. It's not baiting. You know, it's, what goes on in 98.5, I mean, the first 15 plays for the 49ers and under Bill Walsh were less scripted than what happened with what happens on 98.5. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's radio for masochists and people who, who, you know, look in the mirror and hate themselves. I just, I used to say, you know, I listen so you don't have to, I can't, I can't, I can't listen anymore. I'm listening to podcasts and I'm, listen, I'm, I'm still mentally defective and I hate listening to Simmons and Rotillo a lot, but I've, I've tried to clear some of that, toxicity i'm not doing a good job but you know scarty scarty do you do you listen oh i i don't listen luckily the uh worcester hills keep me from uh picking up the sports <laughs> hub but, you know three cheers for the curvature of the earth mortgage free you know, western mass for the win <laughs> i could i could you know listen on my computer uh. but that would require effort, and I, I just don't see myself doing that for that. There's probably a, a curvature of the spine Ben Volan-Mittens joke there, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. leave that well enough alone. Um, Carl, you're, you're on the, on the uh, God's countryside of the Worcester yeah. Hills, so what, what's your media consumption at this point? Yeah, I, after the Celtics lost in the playoffs, I stopped listening to sports radio. Finally gave it up. And judging and by feel, the ratings, most others have as like, well. I feel better for it. I mean, it's all the same. They're all like, it's like they're all like C or D level imitators of Intellects. That too. Yeah, I just life. I mean, listen, I turn off your radios. Can I? Can I put it more succinctly than that? Turn off your radios. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so Arizona Sunday. 
Go ahead. They need us more than we need them. That's a. It's actually a pretty great point. That but, is, unless of course you know your windshield's busted. Don't no worry, nobody's windshield's busted. <laughs> Call giant glass. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Okay, I wanted to play that once, but you know, again, I'm really, really bad at the technical stuff. I'm fat figuring this stuff all the time. Um, all right, so Arizona Sunday. Uh, I've gotten my requisite bashing of media in. I think it's time for everybody's, uh, well, segment anyway. Scarzi, what do you uh, what do you think we got for Carlos here? Do you think we can ask him some rapid fire questions? Are you up for that, Mr. Carlos? Oh, All right, right uh, Scarzi, why don't you lead off? Why don't you uh, be a Mookie Betts and lead off here? Very good. And uh, well, as long as you know we're in the we're in the ballpark, literally, figuratively. Carlos, Dwight Evans or Fred Lynn? Ooh. Dwight Evans or Fred Lynn? Yep. Mm. Think I gotta go with Dwight Evans because he played with the Red Sox longer. Should there be in no the Hall of Fame, by here. the way. Oh, absolutely. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And knock on whatever, maybe they'll get that right one of these years with the, uh, you know, Veterans Committee or however else, however they do things. I've, have you, I've been to Cooperstown, and Cooperstown is spectacular. However, I have – I have – don't have a lot of respect for the process because the process is voted on by sports writers. Um, Carlos, what's your favorite game of the Patriots-Belichick-Brady uh, era run? Oh, there's so many. It's not, I didn't say it'd be easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy, but it was like, I I think my favorite game would be the divisional round in San Diego (laughs) where they beat them there. Only because that same day was the, the the funeral wake for my mother in law. And it's like, you know, we were all depressed. We had to bury my mother-in-law, but you know, when they won that game, we were all happy. It it lifted lifted us up. It's kind of su- it's stupid. It's it, in the moment. It's 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 stupid. Fantastic the way that something is a collection of forty-five, fifty-two guys, or fifty-three guys at a coaching staff that will probably never meet in our life. The way they can lift our spirits. It's it's. I remember that game. I remember felt it was like. I fell into a pile of cash after that game. That was, they absolutely stole that game. And when Nate Cading's field goal fell short, I probably hit my head jumping in the, the Campanelli house in Brockton that I lived in at the time. Oh, what a win. What a goddamn win. Anyway, I'm, this is your rapid fire segment. Back, uh, I'm going to volley back to Scarts. All right, Carl. Boston Garden or Foxborough Stadium? Uh. Boston Garden. Foxborough Stadium was stupid, sick, underrated. Why am I talking like a teeny bopper? Jesus, <clears throat> I love that old place. Uh, I can still feel the, uh, the aluminum uh, benches there on really cold nights. Yeah. Your ass. All right. <laughs> There's a joke there that I won't make. Carl, <laughs> change the result. If you could change the result in one Boston sports team's loss, what would it be? Uh, Super Bowl 41 when uh, 42 against the Giants 42 yeah I'm not good at math I was told there would be no math 
How exactly. close that were was, game, you were, how you, close? You were you were owed nineteen and zero is what it comes down to. How, I got to say, for me, Game Seven against the Lakers in twenty ten comes damn mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. All right, Carl, yeah. Zares or Bradleys? Ooh, Zares. Well, obviously, because that's where they used to play the Patriots games yeah. in the, uh, in the parking Zares lot. lot. You say Fo- Zares is actually <laughs> Latin for Foxborough Stadium. Did you know that? <laughs> friendlies or uh, friendlies or Newport Creamery. Friendlies. Friendlies. The Friendlies in Framingham. Damn. Damn. That's right. You can get a fishamajig tomorrow. I gotta get my pistol. <laughs> my golf club. Back to you, Scarty. <laughs> okay. Do you call it uh, ninety-five or one twenty-eight when it's the same? The uh, stretch of highway. I call it ninety-five. Oh, okay. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I generally call it 128, but that's just, you know, every, everyone, they're, like I said, no wrong answers, no wrong answers. Ground round or 99? 99. Charlie Dare for the win. There we go. Uh, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, least favorite, Easter dinner or New Year's dinner? I think Carlos is having a New Year's Eve dinner right now. No, I've never had a, I've never had a New Year's Eve dinner. Just go out and order Chinese food, but wouldn't that I qualify as New Year's Eve dinner? Nah, no, it's not really because they don't have anyone else over besides me and family. There you go. There you go. All right. Favorite champ, favorite Boston championship of the twenty first century. There's so many. I think it's the 2018 Patriots. The 2018 Patriots. Yep. Interesting. You know, there as he says, there is no wrong answer. They didn't expect it. Back to you, Scarts. All right, hang on. Okay, uh, Corey Dillon or Antoine Harris? Smith. Antoine, uh, there we go, yeah. This is what I get for, uh, you know, not prepping. Did I just well actually you? I, I no, apologize. No. Yeah. no, 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 you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm muting, I'm muting the guy from Mortgage Free Western Mass right now. <laughs> the floor is yours, Carlos. Oh, Lordy. I, can you please repeat the question? I don't think I could. Uh, Antoine Smith or uh, Corey Dillon? Uh, Corey Dillon. Clock Dillon, Corey Dillon. Exactly. He had a nickname. That makes him automatically makes him better. Antoine Smith was fantastic, though. Oh, he was oh, terrific. He, very much was. he was the closer that in 2001. He was the closer. He sealed more wins that year with first down runs. You know, he was he was about as effective as Lee Smith was with the Red Sox. 
So that, that, to my next question there, Carlos, who's the best closer for the Red Sox World Championship teams? Is it Folk? Is it Papelbon? Is it uh, ugh, Craig Kimbrell? Or is it Koji? I think it's Koji. You, you know what? Again, I don't think you can go wrong, but Papelbon was so immense, but Koji was almost automatic when he came in. Papelbon didn't allow a run, I don't think. And I'm knocking on four micers. I say this. I don't think Papelbon allowed a run until the Angels got him in the 09 postseason when they knocked the Red Sox out of the playoffs. But um, Koji was just immense. And it got, he was the third or fourth option as the closer that year. Scarzi, back to you. All right, Carl, you still with us? Well, yeah, you can ask me, Scarzi. Oh, okay. Warrior Ice Arena, great or really great? It's really, really great. Oakley doakley do. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, Carlos has taken a uh, Colorado Kool-Aid Coors Light break, so um, not a sponsor, by the way. Um, so the email address, I will give it while we have a moment here, is entitledtown at gmail.com. The Twitter account is at entitledtown. I see that uh, Carlos in the Merrimack Valley is back with us. Carlos, um, I'll throw it back to, are you with us, Carlos? Yes, I am. All right. Um, Scarzi, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I, the, the Coors Light I, or Bud I, Light? I, <laughs> I yield my time to the gentleman from the Merrimack Valley. <laughs> Carlos, uh, let's play. Go ahead, Scarty. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Continue, continue. I was going to say that uh, if we're playing, this is um, Entitled Town Bingo Around the Horn. Uh, is there anything you would like to ask us? The floor is yours for whatever you want. No. I don't have anything to ask. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, we brought him in on short notice just because he's, you know, an entertaining cat. This is, this is uh, our version of the, the, of a, uh, there's actually some lost in title town tapes. And this is sometimes attempting to recreate things doesn't work. CWEI trying to reproduce 98.5, but I think that we've, we've reproduced the draft night experience at least in, in part. So, uh, Oh, exactly. Uh, this, was, this was, I enjoyed doing this. It's been, it's been a while since I had to put my uh, podcasting hat on. Well, <laughs> the plan is moving forward. Um, you know, if Scarzi is amenable, I think that uh, uh, Dave's availability is at best um, – at best, it's let's just say it's uh, scant. So uh, my plan is to, to hopefully team up with Scarzi uh, on a weekly basis to yeah. to just talk about stuff that maybe he Days and I really care about. Is never. It is as a, a wise man once said. It is what it is. Uh, the email address is entitledtown at gmail uh, I gave you the. Tr- I gave this to you already, Scarzi. Anything else to add? Oh, let's see. Uh, nothing, nothing really much to say except that we are on to Arizona. We are on, on to Arizona. I'd like to remind everybody, as always, actually, Carl, would you, uh, you like to do my closing line? No. Well, turn off your radios. 
And if you have kids, I hope you outlive them. And if you have kids, I hope you outlive them. I can't get enough of that. We're on to Arizona. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Oh, and Big Tim Murray sucks as a person. Thank you. And that is the period at the end of the sentence. We'll see you next week. Perfect.